The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, good afternoon, everyone. If you are on the East Coast, good afternoon, and welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And if you're on the West Coast, good morning, everyone. We have on a really... I think, an amazing topic and really a world-renowned guest. I'm very, very happy to have him on. My guest today is Dan Butner. He's a New York Times bestselling author. His brand-new book is Thrive, Finding Happiness the Blue Zones Way. Dan Butner is an internationally recognized research, explorer, and author. He founded Blue Zones, which is a lifestyle brand specializing in individual health products and community well-being programs. As a pioneer in exploration and education, Dan has traveled the world to find the best practices in health, longevity, and happiness. Dan Butner's November 2005 National Geographic magazine cover story was on longevity and called The Secrets of Living Longer. It was a finalist for the National Magazine Award, and his 2008 book, The Blue Zones, was a New York Times bestseller. Welcome, Dan. Would it be a cliche to say I'm happy to be here? (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe, but that's good. I'm glad you are. (laughs) I am. All right. Now, here's my question, because I interviewed you on your first book, Blue Zones, which really talked about the secrets of living longer. How is Thrive, your brand-new book, Finding Happiness the Blue Zones way, how is that different from Blue Zones? Well, it's a little bit harder to define happiness. When it comes to longevity, you can look at a 100-year-old and check their ID and know they're 100. But a smiling person, they can be smiling today, but they could be sad the next five days, or they could add too much to drink. It's, it's, a, a, it's a little bit more amorphous topic to, to grasp, and it's a little less universal. But nevertheless, uh, there are people who are considerably happier than the average American, and we can learn lessons from them. And what and what country? I know you have many criteria, but what country or what group of people comes to mind first? Well, the conceit for the book was to use databases, huge databases that uh, represent ninety-five percent of the world population, tens of millions of surveys, and crunch them all together to find the happiest region of the happiest country on each of four continents. Right, and we found the happiest place in northern Denmark, up in Jutland, around the city of Aarhus. And, and there, on average, people, when asked to rate their own happiness, give themselves almost a 9 out of a 1 to 10 scale. Mm-hmm. So that is much better than any place else in the world. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Well, they teach us a few lessons. There's a lot of variables, and you have to realize that uh, it's more like a cake recipe than a silver bullet. Anybody tells you there's a silver bullet is probably sticking their hand in your wallet pocket. Um, but 
number one, they their health care is all taken care of. Their retirement is taken care of, and their education is taken care of. They don't have to worry about the things that kind of grind away at our psyche. If I get sick, uh, will I be cared for? When I get old, will, will be, there will be somebody there to help me get through? Uh, if I'm interested in something, can I learn about it? Uh, on the other side of the coin, everybody is um, taxed very high there. Um, so nobody gets too rich and nobody gets too poor. So you have a real status-equal society. Mm-hmm. And you also have one set up where it's very easy to pursue your interest. And you're not quite as encouraged to pursue wealth or riches or status. So that just gives people an environment that uh, is more suggestive of flow and easier to engage in your hobbies and things and your passions let, as let opposed me ask to your something. checkbook. Let me ask you, when you say, you know, it's more equal because the taxes are high, so status among people economically is more equal, does that at all speak to socialism? Well, you bring up a good point. Status equality and financial equality are not the same thing. And actually when it comes to happiness in nations, status equality is more highly correlated with happiness than actual financial equality. Now what you have in Denmark is a place where it comes from their village mentality, something they call the Yenta Law, which reminds people that you're no better than anybody else. And everybody's got their own strengths and their own weaknesses. And don't try to stick out. Uh, because the tallest tree is going to get in the forest is going to get chopped down. So the status equality comes from both the taxes and it comes from kind of a Scandinavian village mentality. Mm. That so everyone today. supports each other, takes care of each other. They're all in together. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's not so. It's not they're consciously supporting each other. It's that they there are high taxes and they understand why what those taxes go to, and they also understand that um, the the money being spent by the government is probably going to go to somebody like them. They're mm-hmm. a homogeneous population. Mm-hmm. So although the taxes are high, they're being taken care of. Yes. That money is taking care of them. Yes, it's a country where few people have too much and even fewer have too little. Very interesting. What did you know? What did you feel when you were there? It's a very vibrant place. Copenhagen and Aarhus, there's, there are, there's lots of arts. Uh, it's very easy to get around with, without being in a car. So, you, you've, you know, you're always getting fresh air and you're uh, on a bicycle or walking mm. someplace, which I think affects your environment. It's a place where people only work about 37 hours a, a week, and they take a full six weeks of vacation. It's 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 hard for an American tourist to plop down right in there and immediately start feeling what a Dane is feeling. Um, you have to sort of live it. But nevertheless, it's a pleasant place to visit. But it's not the place where if you're unhappy now, you can go there for a week and be happy. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to change the way you think. Exactly. Because our whole way of thinking is very different from this. You know, for a lot of people in our country, happiness is status. Yes. And, and, and part of that, every single day we get about 275 marketing messages rinsing over our psyche, reminding us that, that, that one more thing we should buy mm-hmm. or encouraging us to, for the most part, buy food that's not good for us. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, broccoli and, and uh, apples don't have a high profit margin, so there's not a mar- lot of marketing around those things. So we're always kind of reminded what we don't have, and that's probably not a good thing when it comes to happiness. Hmm. Fascinating. 
All right. Now, another country that you said is one of the top in terms of people being happy is Singapore. And that was interesting to me because isn't Singapore very well populated, overpopulated? It's the second most highly densely populated area in the world. Um, but the very good um, city planners. Now, this is a city, a country uh, slash city of about 5 million people. And uh, it's the happiest place in Asia. So I want to make that clear. It's not the happiest place in the world, but Asia, we wanted to find out what are the components of Asian happiness, which is a little bit different than we experience in the West. And um, this is a place where there are great city planners. 90% of people own their own home. Great sense of security there. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of your insurance and retirement is covered. Um, there are tax incentives set up so that if you live close to your aging parent, you'll get a tax deduction. Mm-hmm. So o- older people get better security. And it turns out that the way our brains work, we actually get more satisfaction from hanging out with our parents than we do our friends. That's usually in retrospect. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a very secure place. And it reminds us that evolutionarily, we are more hardwired for security than we are freedom. More important to uh, be able to walk the streets or let our kids go to playgrounds mm-hmm. and, and, feel, and feel safe ourselves mm-hmm. uh, than it is to necessarily be able to completely express ourselves or buy pornography or start a new political party. Yeah, that's a very interesting point because I find for myself that safety and security is top on my list. Yes. If, you, if, you, if, yeah. you're, uh, if you're living in a war zone but you can do whatever you want, it doesn't do much good. Mm-hmm. All right, another city that has serious problems is Monterey, Nuevo Leon, if I'm saying that right, Mexico. Now, they have malnutrition, lack of education. They have a lot of corruption, uh, questionable governance, and yet um, they have very high happiness. Why? So I should probably clarify that Nuevo Leon is a whole state within Mexico, and Monterey is the capital of that state. So it's, it's, the two, it's a whole region. And they're ha- they report higher levels of happiness than Americans do. Now, even though that's bordered right up with Texas, and we kind of think that's where immigrants come from, they're actually, for the most part, just passing through because Nuevo Leon is the richest state in Mexico. Hmm. So they're going to have uh, better health care, uh, better Social Security, very high employment, relatively speaking, Corona beer and uh, blue jeans, and they manufacture a lot of things that we, that we, uh, um, that we use here in America. So they have a really good balance between having enough in life, because money does buy happiness, but only to a certain level, and having enough social interaction. The happiest people in the world report somewhere between six and seven hours of social interaction a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's more important to have that social interaction than it is to have you know, a million bucks in the bank, for example, believe it or not, when it comes to your day-to-day happiness. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, on that note, we're going to take a break. Fascinating. And we're going to come back and talk about a city in the United States that claims to be one of the happiest places in the world. And then we'll ask Dan about our country and where we rate in terms of happiness and why. The book is Thrive, Finding Happiness, The Blue Zone's Way. The author is New York Times bestselling author Dan Butner. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
News. Opinion. Can you hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to get freed up? Join Dr. Jennifer Freed, one of America's leading psychological thinkers, for a groundbreaking program with fascinating guests and full participation from you. Freed Up will explore topics like liberation in long-term relationships, parenting in the 21st century, comfort in stressful times, and much more. Tune in to Freed Up every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and wake up to the heartbeat of your life. Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. If you want to get ahead, you have to stand out from the crowd, the clutter, and the competition. Are you? Tune in each week for Standing Out with Lauren Saunier. Lauren and her guests have the secrets that can help you and your business get noticed, get attention, and achieve your desired results no matter where you're starting from. Standing Out with Lauren Saunier, live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to be a marketing machine. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And it's a very exciting interview today with uh, a best-selling author who's making a difference because he's finding out where people are happy in the world. My guest is Dan Buettner, New York Times bestselling author. His newest book is Thrive, Finding Happiness the Blue Zones Way. And his 2008 book, The Blue Zones, was a New York Times bestseller. He's an internationally recognized researcher, explorer, and author. And Dan found Blue Zones, which is a lifestyle branding specializing in individual health products and community well-beings. And also, um, there was a cover story on Dan Buettner, in 2005 by National Geographic magazine called The Secrets of Living Longer, which was a finalist for the National Magazine Award. Welcome back, Dan. Thank you very much. Okay, folks, if you want to call in and you're listening live today on December 27, 2010, you can call us at 866-472-5788. 866-472-5788 if you want to ask Dan about happiness in different countries and why. All right, the city in our, there was one more city that claims to be one of the happiest, and that's in our country, the city yeah. of St. Louis Obispo in California, which had the highest level of overall well-being in the U.S. according to Gallup Healthways Well-Being Index. Why? 
it was a series of small things. In 1970, San Luis Obispo was set up very good for commerce, and the city council, led by a maverick mayor named Ken Schwartz, said, wait a minute, we should be focused on quality of life. So they started enacting policies that favored people as opposed to department stores. So they routed the highway away from cities so there's less traffic and less pollution. Uh, they made There used to be a forest of signs along the sidewalk. They, they made an ordinance where signs had to be of a certain size, so all, all of the resources went into the aesthetics. They outlawed drive-through uh, fast food places so you didn't have idling cars. It was a little bit harder to eat junk food. Uh, they were the first place in the world to make it illegal to smoke in bars and in restaurants. They made wide sidewalks. They took the Mission Plaza and made it a big uh, social gathering area so there's a place for uh, people to connect. Uh, they have, have arguably the most famous uh, farmer's market in the world on Thursday nights there. Uh, so this all adds up to, first of all, an area that has the lowest rates of obesity and lowest rates of smoking in America. You can't be happy if you're not healthy. And number two, the best emotional well-being in the country. And that's measured by uh, Healthways and Gallup. Mm. Mm. What about the interaction among the people there? Well, it's very easy to run into your friends there. The sidewalks have outdoor cafes. You're less likely to uh, be driving to work, which is kind of an insular activity as opposed to walking or biking. Uh, It turns out that the thing that Americans hate worse on a day-to-day basis uh, is, well, the, the two things we hate, we like the least are housework and community in our cars. And, and um, mm-hmm. San Luis I was going to say driving. That was going to be mine. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that if you're making about $50,000 a year and you take on a two-hour commute, you need an extra $40,000 to make up for that misery? Mm. Uh, that calculation was done by a, a Swiss economist. Mm-hmm. Um, so, th- so they've managed to eliminate much of that community in San Luis Obispo. Interesting. You know, Dan, I remember years ago I wanted to be as healthy as I could, and I looked up, and I'm going back 20 years, I looked up the healthiest uh, culture on the planet in those days. And what I read about was the Hunzas. Mm-hmm. And what I heard about with the Hunzas is that they lived in, with very clean air, they, uh, you know, high altitudes, fresh food, they walked all the time, and they lived the longest. They, lived, they were the, in, in terms of happiness, I don't know about happiness, but they had the most longevity. Well, that's been debunked, and that, that was part of the, the whole Blue Zone study. They, the Hunza didn't even have birth certificates, and what happened were people were exaggerating their ages there. They were also doing that Soviet Georgia and, and the Vilcabamba Valley of Ecuador. Hmm. So it was a, they, they might have uh, claimed they were healthy, but they were 20 or 30 years younger uh, than they interesting than they really were. They thought they were. And where were they located? Were they where was the Hunzas? That's in Pakistan. Pakistan. So yeah, and that's a third world country. They're probably dying uh, from infectious diseases and probably weren't getting adequate food and shelter. Interesting. Yeah, that study was about 20, 25 years ago. Yeah, you're, it's a. It was done by a guy uh, named Alexander Leith in the 1974 National Geographic. Mm-hmm. And, the, and that was the best science that Leith had available to him at the time. But since then, we've been able to 
the a whole science has evolved around the uh, demographics of longevity, and the problem is there aren't good enough records to uh, establish longevity there. All right, let's talk about our country. Where do we stack up in terms of happiness as a country? Uh, if I were giving it a grade, it would be about a B-. minus. It's certainly not as, as uh, good as it should be uh, based on our income. Mm-hmm. And... Typically, what, what politicians and policymakers use as a measure of well-being in a nation is gross domestic product, GDP. But that's a really blunt in- instrument because uh, if a lot of people are consuming all the wealth, uh, the resources, and there's a big chunk of the population that's underserved or doesn't have enough, you don't have a very whole, uh, uh, ha- you don't have a very happy population as a whole. So, you know, we don't, we're not bad. But we're not great either. Hmm. Interesting. Where, you know, you've traveled, and this is a Dan Butner personal question. Forget all the statistics, Dan. Um, you know, you've traveled around the world. Mm-hmm. What do you see are the problems? Is it that we have too much technology in our country and we're not connected enough? Is it that we uh, were too covering our backs too much, that there isn't enough good communication? Is it that we're too isolated? Is it that we're too money-hungry? What, what do you see in our country that hurts us? I don't think that we are in any way lesser people than our forefathers. I don't think we have less discipline. I don't think we are uh, have undergone a moral degeneration. But the problems are uh, physical activity has been engineered out of our lives. There's mm-hmm. a button to push for housework, another button to push for yard work, another, mm-hmm. another button to work, push for kitchen work. 1970, 50% of American children walked to school. Now it's about 10%. Mm-hmm. Um, every single day, as I mentioned before, we have 275 marketing messages rinsing over our brain. Uh, you cannot go to a gro- uh, gas station or rent a video or get some cough medicine without being routed through a gauntlet of junk food. Uh, and networked electronics are ubiquitous, even on airplanes. You, mm-hmm. So it's not that we're somehow degenerating. It's just that our environment nudges us in the wrong direction. And, and the point of Thrive and, to a certain extent, Blue Zones is how do we set up nudges in our life that nudge us in the right direction, direction that science tells us should make us happier and help us live longer. Which is eating well, exercising, having community. Yeah, well, instead of um, uh, exercising, I would say you need to deconvenience your home. Take out maybe the remote. Um, take out the power tools for the most part. Mm. Uh, instead of having a, a, a snowblower in, in my neck of the woods, a shovel, for example, owning a bicycle that's in good, usable condition so if you get the urge, you can use it. Uh, the big opportunity when it comes to setting up nudges is thinking about who you hang out with. Because if your three best friends are obese, there's a 150% better chance that you'll be overweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, not necessarily dumping your old friends, but thinking about how you expand your social network to include healthy people, uh, happy people. Every new happy person we add to our social network increases our own happiness by 10 to 15%. You and, know, that brings me to another question about happiness. In our country today, there is so, so much antidepressant, almost antidepressant mania. Many people are on them. Do we see that as much in other cultures? Well, in developed countries, uh, yes, there's the same. 
Yeah, you know, I don't focus so much on like clinical depression, which I think is if you start from the average, those people suffer. They're, you're, we're just trying to get those people back up to average. Right. My studies focus on, given that we're all at a certain base level, how do you augment um, our happiness in a healthy environment? Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, we're going to take another segment, but before we do, tell us how people can get your book and if you're doing any seminars or workshops or... Um, anything on National Geographic or on television, tell us. Well, at, at bluezones.com, there's a free calculator that, where you can calculate your true happiness, how you experience happiness and how you evaluate yourself. Hmm. And then at, at Borders or Amazon.com, any bookstore will have both Blue Zones and Thrive. And you can, do, you can take the happiness test online. Yes, and it's completely free. It'll take you less than five minutes, and it'll give you the, bet, the truest score of your true happiness that you can possibly get online. Really? All right, well, I'm going to have to go do that. And, and, you, and log on to Blue Zones? BlueZones.com and hit the, it's called the True Happiness Compass. All right. All right, and again, uh, BlueZones.com. And are you doing some speaking? Yeah, I speak all around the country, but I usually do it for private, uh, for corporations and, and associations that bring me in. And didn't you have a, a National Geographic special? I, I, I was just on Geographic uh, last month, but I, if you want, I'm on Dr. Oz uh, quite often. I'll be on again at, um, next week, and, uh, first week of uh, January, next week, yes. Wonderful. Well, that's terrific. All right, I've interviewed Dr. Oz. That's so exciting. And you'll be talking about health and wellness with him? I talk about how to set up your life so you're more likely to be happy, which is the, the uh, focus of Thrive. I can't guarantee it, but to use a metaphor, I can put more aces in your deck so you're more likely to hit a blackjack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't guarantee it, though. Well, of course not, but you can help. So when we come back in the last segment, let's talk about how we can try to set up our life to be happier. All right, and my guest is Dan Butner, New York Times best-selling author, author of the best-selling author, best-selling book, Blue Zones, and his newest book, Thrive, Finding Happiness, The Blue Zones Way from the World's Happiest People. And uh, he also goes on Dr. Oz's program regularly, so catch him there as well. And you're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Uh, Stay tuned, folks. We have another segment. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are, or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. 
Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And we have on an amazing topic and just an amazing guest. Dan Buettner is my guest, New York Times bestselling author. Newest book is Thrive, Finding Happiness the Blue Zones Way. Blue Zones was his best-selling book in 2008, and he's been affiliated with National Geographic for some time, and also spends some time uh, on Dr. Oz's show, and he's been on Oprah's show several times. And this fall, um, he, with him and his partner, they are starting Healthways, beginning applying the principles of Blue Zones and Thrive to an American city to measurably increase life expectancy and well-being. So there's, there's so much work going on. Um, tell us about that, Dan. Welcome back. Tell us about, before you tell us how we can structure our lives to be happier, uh, tell us about this new project. Yes. So we start, our first project was in Albert Lee, Minnesota, 18,000 people. And we started with the simple idea that instead of asking people to try to change their behaviors, we would change their environment. And what I mean by that is we make their communities more walkable and bikeable. We change policies so it's harder to smoke, harder to eat junk food, and, and, harder to, and easier to socialize. We uh, help them with their social circles, social networks, so that they're adding more healthy people to them and not putting much, as much time into unhealthy people. Uh, we help design the interiors of schools, grocery stores, and even people's homes so they're nudged into eating a little bit less and moving more. And then we bring in purpose experts. And we manage to drop the health care cost of city workers in Albert Lee by about 40%. It was in Newsweek and USA Today. It was a big success. And based on that, we partnered with Healthways, a company whose expertise is, is a getting, it's a well-being company, and they know how to scale to big populations. And uh, now we're starting a project in Los Angeles doing the same thing, this time to 200,000 people. Mm. How amazing. So yeah. I guess that would segue into what your prescription is for people to be happier where they live. Yes, and it, 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 it segues in very well because 
there, when it comes to health or happiness or public health, there is no magic bullet, but there is magic buckshot. In other words, I'm a big believer in the small evidence-based things you can do for the long run that, is gonna, that are going to nudge you into uh, better behaviors. Mm-hmm. So with Thrive, we identified six different domains, the six domains that we live in. It's the city or community we occupy, it's our work life, our financial life, our home, our social life, and then our inner self. And what does science tell us about uh, setting up nudges and defaults in each of those six domains so we're more likely to be happy? So uh, I'll start with community and city. It turns out that the biggest, if, if happiness was a formula, the biggest variable in that formula is where you live. If you live in Moldavia, where the average person is a three, and move to Copenhagen, Denmark, where the average person is an eight, within about a year you'll start reporting the level of happiness of your adoptive home. Mm-hmm. Well, this, that same thing happens here in America. You can live in uh, Detroit and move to San Luis Obispo, and you're likely to be 20% happier within a year without doing anything else. You can have the same job, be a freelance writer or freelance radio personality, um, uh, but um, statistically speaking, that's the biggest thing you can do. But also you can choose to live in a neighborhood with sidewalks and easy access to recreation and close mm-hmm. to green spaces. You're more likely to be happy if you choose areas like that than if you live in a rural area uh, by yourself or in a suburb without sidewalks. Yeah, I, have, I have a question. I want to put something out here. I, uh, I'm from New England originally lived there my whole life, and then went to the south for 15 years and lived in a beautiful coastal environment on the water near the Outer Banks, not in the Outer Banks, uh, and loved it. Oh, I mean, it was, it was like paradise. It was idyllic. I came back to my New England roots about three years ago because of family, and so there's the connectedness, and because of media opportunities, and there's the work life. And although this is a harsher climate to live in, and it is, and it's not rural. It doesn't have that kind of laid-back lifestyle. I really love it here. I miss what I had there, but I don't know if I'd go back there even though I think it's an easier life. How would you explain that? Well, you adapt to climate. So uh, Californians, if you move them to Minnesota or move them to Rhode Island, they would soon get used to the winter just as we've gotten used to the winter. The things that really matter in life are family interactions yep. and social interactions. Those mm-hmm. are huge. And having uh, six to seven hours of interaction with our family and our friends, the mm-hmm. happiest people in America report that many hours. Yep. So if you're in a place where it's easy to do that, and um, the authentic social interactions are measured by being able to answer the following question in the positive. Uh, do I feel comfortable discussing important matters with this person? So it's not, you know, gossip or facile, how are you? It's do I really trust and love this person? And uh, being in a place where you have quality relationships is more going to stack the deck in your favor than just about anything else. Interesting. So that would really answer the question, that it isn't the climate. And you're right. I have the family that I didn't have there, and, um, and I have the interactions in my work on a much greater degree with people that think more the way I do. Yes. So, yes, now the, the pace isn't as lovely or soft or I can't just run out and walk on the beach <laughs> yeah. so like I could there. There's that actually, I miss. The statistically, 
living on the water will make you a little bit happier. It'll have about a 2% impact on your happiness. But having a good social network will have about a 25 or 30% Interesting. impact. Interesting. And I have the water here where I live. I, I would play because the water is very important. I have the ocean, but you don't have it as often because it's not as warm. But you do have the ocean here. And that, that I have found is, is an important piece for me. Very interesting about what you're saying in terms of what makes a difference for people. Yes, and I and I and I'm I'm I I speak in averages, so to speak. So, the uh, being near an ocean, or you could be on a lake or in a river, it, it will it will impact your happiness, but by only about two percent. Interesting. So, what is what of all the percentages, Dan? What has the biggest influence? Is it connection with others? Well, where you live, and the second big one is sleep. If Interesting. You're, if you're sleeping less than six hours a day, you're probably 30% less happy that day. You, you, everybody should be trying to sleep between seven and eight and a half hours a day. Uh, let me just say that's an average for the vast majority of people, uh, more if you're an adolescent. Um, that has a huge impact. And yet I think that's been downplayed. I know Dr. Oz has talked a lot about that, and it's in his book, but that's been downplayed. There are a lot of people who brag, oh, I only need five hours, or I only need a few hours. But uh, that's not the way our system is built. There's a, I think the greatest sleep expert in America is uh, James Moss out of uh, Cornell, who spent 30 years studying this topic. And uh, I'm actually just quoting him in that well-being statistic. Um, so I think setting up your bedroom so... You don't have LED lights. You can get it dark. You can make it cool in there. There's not intruding smells or sounds. Uh, if you can get that good night's sleep, that's something you can do to stack the deck in favor of having. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, when it comes to TV, and this was an interesting finding, um, television does make us happier, but only about 45 minutes a day. And if you're watching more than 45 minutes a day, you're probably doing it at the expense of of a more authentic source of happiness. So I'm a big fan of having only one TV in your house in an out-of-the-way place and ideally behind doors so that TV watching becomes an intentional activity, not a reflexive one. And what about folks that watch TV for news, like, for example, MSNBC or CNN or news shows? Uh, I don't think it's necessarily enriching. Uh, you can get most of the news you need at a, at a glance uh, to have a news program on for. Uh, news, n- news programs are, are mostly in the business of getting ratings, and, and what sells mm-hmm. ads are is fear and, and uh, uh, violence and celebrity and things that aren't necessarily all that good for us when it comes to our, our psychological well-being. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we have a few minutes left, so my question is, what is it that you want to really, what's your message? You know, if people get one thing out of this interview, thrive, finding happiness, the blue zones away, what would you say your message is? There are 30 evidence-based ways you can set up your life that will make it more likely that you're happy, and uh, thrive distills down all 30 of them for you. Mm. And the book people can find everywhere, Amazon, in, in bookstores. At bluezones.com. We have a couple minutes. Is there one story from the book that you'd like to share, a quick story? There's a lawyer 
uh, in Denmark named Jörg Hemmingsen, who was uh, 50 years old. He was working as a lawyer. He drove a Mercedes. He had a nice car. He was invited to all the best events. He had on paper what would seem the perfect happy life, and he wasn't happy. And he, he had the courage, but he also lived in a place where this was possible. He quit his job. He never worked with his hands, and he went to work at an Ikea um, as a warehouse manager. And it, it, he needed the experience of two years of working with his hands before uh, he felt that was satiated. But that gave him the freedom then to go back in the law, but only as part-time. And now he only picks the jobs that most fuel his interest. He gets an hour of physical activity every day. He pursues his hobby. He spends six to seven hours a day with his, with his friends. And he is a guy that I, that I profiled as one of the happiest people in the world. Mm-hmm. Even though he's had difficulties. Well, we've many... all had difficulties. It's whether or not we learn from uh, the difficult times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, you know, I would say, you know, you know, one other thing you can do, and research will back this up to stack the deck in favor of happiness, if you don't own a dog, go out and buy and adopt a dog. Uh, because you think of it, dogs you have for 10 or 15 years, uh, they create an environment of calm. Science shows that all you have to do is pet a dog and you're, your stress hormones go down. And the other reason I like a dog is because a dog needs to get walked every day. And if the dog gets a walking, you know who else gets a walking every day, right? The, mm-hmm. the human does. So it's one of these permanent nudges. Mm-hmm. I just think it uh, sets your life up in the right direction. Uh, more than a cat. Well, a cat doesn't need to be walked. But I think a cat also creates that, um, that environment of calm and, and that just that feeling that you're not alone, which we know kills. Mm-hmm. Mm, excellent. And, Dan, how can people get your book again? They go to bluezones.com. They can order it there. I'll sign it for them and send it to them. And that's Blue Zones, plural. And while they're there, for absolutely free, they can take the, the most accurate happiness compass available, the true happiness compass. It'll take them five minutes. Mm, all right. I know I'm, gonna, I'm going to take that as well. It's really been a pleasure to have you on the program. I really appreciate it, Dan. I love talking to you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Stand the line for a minute. Stand the line. All right, folks, remember, my guest has been Dan Buettner, and his book is Thrive, Finding Happiness to Blue Zones Ways, a New York Times bestselling author of the book Blue Zones. You can see him on uh, Dr. Mehmet Oz's program. He's been on Oprah, and he's really internationally known. So, again, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. And we're coming up on the new year, so happy new year. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Patricia Raskin Positive Living. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 